Good morning. Today is May 18th. I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast, but I thought, well, why not today? I hope everyone's having a good morning. Everyone's having a great long weekend. I hope everything is going well for anyone that is self-isolating. I know this COVID thing has taken a lot of stress out on people, uh, you know, Um, For example, domestic violence has been up pretty high. Um, It's sure taken a lot out of people. Um, Hopefully they've just started lifting uh, a bunch of the restrictions. So hopefully things go by smooth. I'm just looking at the clock in my battery life. It says I have 85% and it's 9.58. So it's like it's mirrored image. Um, I pay closely attention to numbers specifically. They seem to arise or do like mirror imaging of each other. So 85958, right? Pay close attention to stuff like that. Numbers, um, they do have spiritual meaning about them. If you're seeing numbers, you know, common ones would be 111 or, you know, 11111 whatever, twos, whatever numbers they are, just kind of pay close attention to stuff like that. It tells you that you're on your spiritual journey and awakenings have have been happening like crazy. Um, It's funny. Uh, I'm going to talk today a bit about my spiritual journey. Um, And it's been one hell of a journey, I'll tell you what. Um, It almost seems to me like it's a Zelda quest, you know. As you go along, you're paying attention to the numbers and the signs and everything, uh, the duplicate of things, um, and just acknowledge and thank God for every sign that you get. Be very grateful that you're getting the signs. Um, My spiritual journey started a couple years ago, and when I just as I think it's slowing down, it picks back up again. But I pay close attention to a lot of things, especially like numbers, especially my dreams especially animals when I see uh, maybe birds or animals like you know a rabbit or something might appear itself and to me that's telling me to think outside the box think outside the confines of your own mind the plausible things of what could be Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, sage picking Uh, because I'm native I use sage quite a bit and you know as well as sweet grass as well as cedar um but there's a there's a spiritual journey itself when you're sage picking and just some things that I've learned along the way like for example when I'm walking um to do my sage picking I'll, I'll go to the ones where the sage is is waving and when I say sage waving it's almost like the plant is telling you to come close to it like kind of go towards it and usually I will find garbage you know I'll pick that garbage up because along with while mother is allowing the you know plants to kind of communicate with with the waving you you also have to do your part and if there's garbage pick it up usually when a sage plant is waving me over there is like I said there's usually always garbage so I take a garbage bag with me and I try to pick up as much garbage as I can because mother earth is is she's very much alive she's very much dropping hints all the time and we as people you know we're kind of treating her like garbage ourselves by you know when we litter when we don't leave things 
in the natural state as they were before we used it. Um, it's really important. And being a spiritual person, um, I really watch closely for things like that. Um, so, for example, <clears throat> my walk the other day, I uh, had brought in little snippers with me and a garbage bag because I knew that I needed some sage. But I just don't go up to a sagebrush and pick it anymore. I don't do that. Um, when the sage wants you to pick, you'll know. It's just a feeling you'll know. Um, you, want, you don't want to take too much. So, for example, you only take what you need. And that's basically what I do. I thank the sage. I drop tobacco down at, like, lay tobacco down at the plant. I thank the plant for calling me over. I'll pick up the garbage. Um, and I'll only take a couple of snippings off of that plant and I move on to another one just simply because I don't want to kill it. Number one, number two, you know, it does hurt the plant. Everything is a living being, right? Everything has a soul from the insects to the plants, to the animals, to, to even us as human beings. I know that might be trippy for some people to think, holy man, she's like way the fuck out there, but I'm really not. You know, if you see things the way I see things or through the eyes of even the eyes of our native ancestors, they knew that everything had a spiritual soul, a spirit that goes right in, even into rocks and the mountains. You know, the water, everything has a spirit. So you don't want to wreck that spirit. You don't want to hurt it. You know, you, you don't want to, you know, leave it traumatized or anything like that. You think that. You know, if you're if you're in the mountains, you thank the mountains for its beauty. If you're near the water, you thank the water because water is life. Water carries our ancestors' prayers from years and years ago. Like the water we're drinking out of the, if you, you know, go to the river or whatever. The water that you see, the, the water is a very, very important spiritual con, con, uh, conductor, right, conducer. It carries the prayers of our ancestors. Our ancestors drank out of that water. It's just being recycled. So when you look at water as a living thing, you know, you appreciate it. You love it. You thank the water for, for you know, basically giving you life. We can't live without water. Water is a very important, crucial role in our life. And to basically dismiss it like water is just water is almost like a... Uh, slap in the face, right? Because without water, you wouldn't be here. So a lot of times I'll have my tobacco with me and I will thank the water and I will lay tobacco down for the water. Even like certain animals, if I see uh, an eagle, if I see a hawk, if I see a, you know, even a blue jay, anything, a deer, a moose, a rabbit, a snake, don't matter. They're there for a specific reason. So the one thing that I wanted to talk about too is I've had uh, reoccurrences of the of seeing snakes on my journey. And you know, it's funny because it's usually around the time a specific person is coming into my life that I have to be guarded for. You know, um, I've had the snake occur recently again. You know, I laid, I thanked it for showing itself. 
but um, they it's they don't want to harm us. You know, that's what we got to remember is these animals, when we see them, they don't want to harm us. They're just as curious about us as we are of them. You know, the snake, when it's frightened, it just scurries off. You know, I wouldn't recommend going chasing, especially if you don't know the breed of snakes of what they are. But this was just a garter snake, the recent one that I've seen. But this same particular person that whenever I see this same particular person, I always get a snake warning. And it seems to me that the last time or one of the times that I've seen snakes is always that it's been with this one particular person just before they come into my life again or when that person is with me. So I really, really take take a, a, a heed or I, I, I'm guarded around that person just simply because, you know, of my... Um, of stuff that's happened or what they've done or, you know, just my experiences with them. I stay pretty guarded. I keep them at an arm's length, you know, because I'm not that person. I, I And I don't want their negative traits to have an influence in my life. So it's just a matter of brushing off that person whenever they um, do their negativity, their negative ways. I brush it off. I don't want to carry it with me. Um, I don't focus any more of the negative energy that they give off or the negativity they give off. Simply, I pray for them because they're in your life for a reason. If a person is doing something that's negative, either towards you, to you, or, you know, maybe gossiping is something that they do. You know, I, I try to be very kind about it because I don't want to upset them. I don't, you know, I don't want them to turn on me per se, but you know, their purpose in my life is for a reason. So I, I learn from them. And that's, that's what I basically do. I learn from a lot of people because I'm always a student. I'm never, you know, like I don't look at myself as a teacher. And I think I've talked about that in a few other podcasts. Each person is, is unique in their own way. You know, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe everything happens for a reason. We're, we're supposed to learn from it. Sorry, I just had a sip of my coffee but um you're supposed to learn things from people every person has a role in your life you know and if you have that concept of kind of like water off a duck's back you let them do their thing you know if it's something you don't agree with like for example if someone's sitting there talking about another person you don't want to get caught up in gossip, right? Because I'm on that red road journey and I'm, I'm trying to follow all of the teachings from the red road journey. Because, you know, to me they're extremely important. And it's something that I don't want someone's negativity, I don't want to get caught up in their, you know, negativity because I don't want it to throw me off my red road journey. And it can happen. You know, so when a person, let's say, for example, gossiping, when a person gossips about another person, especially, and I mean, it's gossip is, eh, you know, if you, if you don't know the person, it, it might be easy to just sit there and listen to it because you don't know them. But if the person is gossiping about someone that you know, maybe someone you care about, I shut that shit down right now. I don't follow into the negativity. I won't get sucked into the negativity. I 
shut it down and in a nice way because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hurt their, their feelings. However, if I have to tell them a few times just to get the point across and that's when, you know, that's when I get, um, that's when I get really cautious. If I have to tell you more than a couple of times to please stop what you're saying about someone, then that's when I start to get a little uneasy because to me it's like I shouldn't have to tell you that gossiping can be extremely de detrimental. So I try to follow the seven values of the Red Road journey. So one would be prayer, honesty, humility, compassion, respect, generosity, and wisdom. And once I start honoring the, the all seven of those values, um, that's when I can walk the red road. <clears throat> so everything and anything has its purpose. For example, if I run into one person, I might be thinking about someone just like crazy. And then all of a sudden within a couple of days, I either hear from them or I see them in person. So there's a reason. And I, and I pay attention to that. I pay attention to my surroundings, but I'm also grateful for everything. You know, I, I try to remember to be grateful for everything. And I mean, I'm not perfect. I have my, you know, I make my mistakes. I have my up and downs. But as long as I can pick myself back up and get out of that mind frame of, you know, I'm poor me, poor this, you know, and it, it kind of gets me out of the, uh, it gets me out of that funk, you know, where things kind of seem like, it's, it's hopeless or anything like that. I, I never get that far, but I do sometimes have my, my moments where I'm feeling down because as life goes on, everything changes. You know, I have to look at people as when they come and go in my life that, you know, okay, well, it was meant to be that they were to come in, do this specific thing, and they weren't meant to stay along with me, I guess. And... Sometimes that happens when I don't have a clear understanding of, of why they do what why they do what they do. And you know, sometimes I'll never get an answer and that's okay too. I have to accept that. You know, I have to respect everyone and look at everything as a life lesson. But the ones that were supposed to be in your life will stay in your life. The ones that are supposed to come and go in your life, they'll come and go in your life. And the ones that aren't supposed to stay in your life, well, you know, then they're not supposed to stay in your life. It's all part of the spiritual journey. And it's just one of those things where um, I don't lose sleep anymore over it. Because A, everyone needs a darn good night's sleep. And if you allow, you know, you allow the day's events to get to you, well then that's when you're going to run into problems. Because we know what negativity and negative thinking can lead to, right? It's almost like you've allowed the negativity to take over. So, you know, I try to say prayers for people and I do it in my head. I'll say prayers for them so that God can, you know, it might, for, for example, I might ask God, can you please, you know, surround that person with love so that they don't, you know, do any damage with their negative talking or their negativity, whatever it is that they're doing. Um, and it's, I, I offer them a protection prayer too. Like, again, it's in my head, you know, I want God to surround them with love because that's what, that's what this journey is supposed to be about. 
It's supposed to be about love. You're supposed to spread that shit everywhere. And I'm trying so hard. And like I said, I make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes as long as you identify it and you change your thought process right away. No matter what someone has done to you, it's not your fault. It's not, really, it's not your business why they, why they did what they did. You just have to pray for them and get it away from you. Get that negativity away from you. You know, so sometimes my house is like a blue freaking haze because I'm smudging the shit out of it constantly, you know, because, you know, maybe I've had an encounter with someone who's negative and I don't want that to stay with me. So I'll say a prayer for that person too and send them an abundance of love because, like I said, it's it's about spreading love. But... uh some of the things I wanted to touch base on is um, when I when I'm on be, being on my red road journey. You know I am also a, a recovering alcoholic, so I'm trying my hardest to not drink, and that can be really hard because I don't understand quite what's going on sometimes, and that's okay. That's okay if you don't understand, but once you start blocking it out completely. And you start rejecting it, you kind of, you're kind of rejecting and you're doing a little bit more harm to yourself than what you should be doing because you're supposed to learn something from it. Everyone is a life lesson. Everyone has a learning lesson for you, whether it be bringing you joy, whether it be bringing you negativity, it doesn't matter. As long as you look at people as, as, you know, learning lessons, right? It doesn't necessarily mean you, you're, you'll be able to understand right away, but you know, as long as you see it as part of your journey and not completely reject it, because sometimes when you reject it, you know, you're preventing what you're supposed to learn from it to actually happen. So I do talk about um, and pray a lot, always to the great spirit, creator, God, whatever you want to call him, there's only one, in my opinion. Everything else you honor. You know, so I don't think like, for example, uh, <clears throat> I don't look at uh, the deities as gods. And I'm, I might get flack for this, but, you know, I think they're healers. I think they were, they're sent to, you know, they're strong, powerful healers. They're, they're the, in themselves, they're powerful medicine. I, I do believe in only worshiping one God. He's the one that made the earth. He's the one that made the water. He's the one that made the insects. He made you. He made me. He made the trees, the mountains. He's created everything for us. But we're not supposed to use more than what we need. You only take what you need and you honor it. So you lay tobacco down. So when you see, let's say, even a golden eagle, you lay tobacco down in honor of that because he made his presence known to you for a reason right? It might help you out. You might know right away why. You might not know right away why, but you're still grateful for them making an appearance, especially golden eagles. I, I've had a few friends that have encountered golden eagles, and I think they're just beautiful. Um, so, yeah, going back to uh, my sage picking, like, for example, I went uh, last week, I was walking through our one of our local parks that we have here in Medicine Hat. And it's a beautiful park. A lot of deep, rich history is in that park. And 
positive and negative. But um, anyways, I was walking and that's when I noticed, you know, the wind kind of picked up and I noticed the sage brushes. Not all of them were, were waving, but there was a few that were waving. And I made myself over there with the bag, with my garbage bag, and I picked up the garbage. And I, I wasn't, there's a specific one that I was looking for that was going to allow me to pick it because I had to pick sage that day. And when I found the sagebrush that I was supposed to take my snippings from, there was a few pieces of garbage right in front of it. So, you know, I did my thing. I say my prayers. I lay tobacco down. I picked the garbage up. I picked the garbage up that's in the vicinity anyways. But um, I thank that sage for allowing me to pick it because, you know, I'm a firm believer that, um, again, you only take what you need. You watch for signs. You know, you watch everything, and I do. And when I say my life is like a Zelda journey, it really, truly does feel like it's a, a Zelda journey. Um, it's, I pay attention to all of it, you know. Um, the other thing, too, is watching for signs. Like our ancestors, when they make themselves known, I, I've noticed that they're really making themselves known, you know, and, and it could be just... It could be a picture of, like, this one friend of mine took a picture of uh, snow-covered hills. But I really noticed that the snow, where it was melting, kind of made a outline of my ancestors, basically. All of our ancestors are watching. And they're coming back because we're, we're entering a time of spiritual turmoil. You know, there's a lot of negative energy coming with the positive and it's really important to keep that negative energy away and not to absorb it. But we're kind of in a really weird time right now with with our world. So, you know, like, for example, uh, the the waters are getting cleaner now because of the COVID being shut down. There's no planes in the sky to pollute very much. Um you know, all of a sudden waters that were murky and were dirty, filthy, now you can see through them crystal clear because there's no pollution going in the waters. There's no more dumping in the water. And I'm not saying that everything has stopped because obviously not everything is going to stop. But I pay close attention to um, uh, a lot of these signs. And, uh, you know, another friend and I were talking and it's like a reset. It's like Mother Earth is giving us another chance, like a reset. And I mean, we're not definitely out of the clearing yet, you know, but we do have to acknowledge that our world has changed into such a negative place. But as long as you stay positive, you can turn that negative into a positive. You know, there has to be more love given. There has to be more kindness given. We have to help each other more. And that's what this COVID is doing, actually is bringing out the positiveness, it's bringing out the love out of people, the caring, the, you know, the empathy that we feel, the kindness that we feel. We should be helping each other, and that's kind of what's happening. And I'm not talking about just patronizing small businesses and stuff like that. I'm talking about, you know, right now there's this thing called uh, ninjaing where, you know, someone will post their address in a group. And all of a sudden they'll get a, a box of goodies or something, whether it be food, whether it be alcohol, whether, you know, and I'm not a fan of alcohol, I, you know, but I'm not going to knock anyone who, who drinks because they're on their spiritual path for a reason. I just really highly recommend people not drink. And 
I, I'll be the first one to admit the other day I just got trashed and I shouldn't have, but I did. And it was almost one of those uh, learning experiences that I need to do to reset myself, to get me back on track again. Not to be so hard on myself because, you know, we are our own worst critics, right? I didn't hurt anyone when I got trashed. I didn't, it was in the comfort of my own home and, and you know, but it made me realize what I don't want to do anymore. It made me realize that this isn't something that I just, I want to pick up and, and, and start again. Um, I have a condition with my eyes and what usually works with my eyes 100% is alcohol. And guess what? That's the first time drinking in a long time. And it didn't, alcohol wasn't kicking in to help my eyes. So that's telling me this is more of a spiritual thing for me. So it's one of those things where I learned from it. And I, and again, like I pay close attention to signs when they happen. And it's really important, even with our dreams, because we can, some of us, our dreams are just extremely vivid I've noticed um the past while I've been having some really vivid dreams like last night I dreamt about two ducks one was a gold duck and another duck was on had its wings wrapped up in wire or something and he was talking to me and he was really quacking in my dreams and I at first I didn't pay attention I was just oh look at there's a duck sitting and but then I started paying attention to the duck because the duck got more louder so I walked over to the duck and I seen another gold duck come down and just kind of nuzzle his head into the duck to let him know he's going to be all right. And that golden duck flew away. But as I got closer to that duck, it was near a wire. I could see that his feathers were tangled up in the wire and it was starting to hurt him and he was telling me to undo him. So I did. I got, <clears throat> I got close enough to the duck that I unwrapped the wires from his feathers. And this is a dream, okay? Yeah, I'm one of those people I look for spiritual meaning and everything. But the golden duck returned as if to thank me. And that duck that I freed from the wire, well, he came and he sat on my shoulder and he, he, he snuggled into me, he stayed with me for a while. And he was still continued to, to quack and stuff. But he let me pet him, he let me hug him, he let me kiss his head, you know. And then I kind of you know, carried on in the dream and the ducks kind of disappeared. But, you know, when I woke up this morning, I was like, what the heck does that mean? You know, and I might not know what it's going to mean, but I will look up the meanings of ducks. And I've been talking, let's say lately, I've been talking a lot about, well, because a lot of people are thinking that, uh, <clears throat> you know, we're pretty much being set up perfectly. Everyone's, you know, confined to their homes. We're being set up perfectly for... Uh, our government to set up like a martial law type of thing. And my, one of my my sayings I've been saying is we're being set up, we're, you know, we're sitting ducks basically. And that could be why I had a dream of the ducks. I'm not sure. But anything about the ducks that I've learned from it is like ducks, because sitting ducks were targets, were being targeted. And I know that there's more spiritual meaning to it than just that. But there's a sort of mysticism with ducks too as well, right? So I'm still looking into the spiritual meaning of the ducks, but I'm sure it'll prevent itself. I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but, you know, I will be more aware of my surroundings and, and certain things that might happen. 
And it's hard not to feel like sitting duck, especially when you're confined into your home because of COVID. But I just want people to know, you know, hang in there. Hang in there. Keep the positivity going. Love each other. Because if we're going to learn anything out of this, we're going to learn, you know, who's got our backs. And know, just know that God always has your back. Your ancestors always have your back. Because our ancestors prayed for for us. They prayed for their grandchildren. They prayed for their great, great, great grandchildren. Well, that's us. They wanted a world left for us so that we could survive, so that we could still see the beauty in the, you know, with the world, that we have clean water, that we have food enough to survive on, you know. And so I look a lot at the spiritual, spiritual meanings of our ancestors. And that goes back to when I was talking about the snow-covered hills, how the outline of the snow melted in such a way it looked like our ancestors, a bunch of kokums, a bunch of warriors on uh, horseback, that they're coming back. And that's kind of what's happening. We've pissed Mother Earth off. We've treated her like crap long enough. So we kind of needed this shutdown, I think, of the world so that we can reset everything and you know, and to learn from our mistakes, but to carry on too as well, right? So that's why it's important to watch for signs. So for example, I was at a friend's place and I was helping her paint. And, you know, we, we took a lot of breaks, <laughs> but they were needed, needed breaks. And we're just getting really kind of acquainted with each other. We never really, even though we knew each other for years, we actually didn't know about each other. You know, they were usually fleeting moments or, you know, that familiar face that you see, hey, how you doing? Oh, good, blah, 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 you know. But we didn't really get to know one another. So that day, we were sharing stories and we were getting to know one another. And she's beautiful. She's a beautiful soul person. She's got a beautiful soul on the inside. She's beautiful on the outside. Just one of those people you just want to be around just simply because she's a good person. You know, and she's got so much to teach me, and she taught me lots that day. But we were sitting in her garage, and oftentimes when um, I'm at a new place, spirit will kind of present themselves. So, for example, um, we were sitting in her garage, and this picture of this old man flashed into my head and he wasn't leaving us alone and every once in a while we'd hear a knock from different parts of the garage so there was four knocks in all different locations that happened that day and finally I just I had to tell her okay look there's a man here and I described him to a T from what he was wearing to the color of his hair to his glasses to you know what his hair looked like everything and she did say that he sounded familiar like his grandfather, like her grandfather. And he made his presence known. And that was, that was a really good feeling knowing that, uh, you know, her grandfather is always with her. But um, when I was listening to the, when we were listening to the knocks that were happening, I did ask a question and that was, you know, a confirmation knock. And within eight seconds he made that final knock that, yes, it's him, that he's there, whatever. But, I, I you know, I, I reassured her that it's a good thing, you know, because, again, our ancestors are here. They're here to help us. And when you pray, 
You know, you pray, you thank your ancestors for praying for, for us. You thank the ancestors for being around still because they're watching in the spirit world. And the spirit world is is now being so much more prevalent as is, you know, our natural world that we live in as well. So our ancestors are with us for a reason, you know. So it was a good feeling to confirm when she's seen that I was describing her grandfather, she actually was able to dig out an old picture. And when I got home, she sent me the picture. And I was so happy because it was like, yes, you know, that's him. That's the man I seen in the garage. But I mean, she's, she's got a couple of ghosts in her house, but that was the man in the garage. Sometimes it's not going to make sense. But when it, you know, but when it does, it really hits home. And that's, it was like a confirmation for me. And, and it wasn't so much as I needed to confirm myself that I was, you know, on the right wavelength or that I'm, I'm not cuckoo. Because, you know, I'm not. But it was like a confirmation of, okay, well, he's sending the message that everything's going to be okay and that he's with her. So it was a good feeling. It was a good feeling knowing I was able to help her. But we got on a, a couple of good subjects. So, for example, too, she brought up a book that she read. And now I was given this book um, last year, The Celestine Prophecy. And I heard about it throughout the years. I never did pick it up. But when I was given this book to read, you know, I couldn't put it down when I first got it. It was like I had to speed read through it within like four days. I was just about done it. And there was like maybe, I'm going to say about 20 pages left to read of it. But then I put the book down and I never read the end of it. I put the book down and I left it. I mean, I thought about it a few times. Maybe I should pick this book up and read it. No, I'm not going to do that. But when... I'm at her place and she mentions this book, then I know that purpose for me to be there was to, okay, it's time to pick up that book and to read it. So, and that's what I did. I came home and I always take things as signs. I came home and I read that book and I finished reading it. Now I'm reading the 10th Insight. And that's the second book from James Redfield that he's done in continuation uh, of, you know, the Celestine Prophecy. So I started reading that one now, so I'm guessing it's time to pick the book up and turn into a bookworm again for a few days. But, you know, that's how I look at things and that I notice everything has a spiritual meaning to it. It really does, you know. And the other thing I want to talk about, you know, is anxiety. Sorry, I had a coffee break how anxiety, you know, there's something about anxiety and a spiritual awakening. I, you know, I believe that um, anxiety happens when a person doesn't know what's happening, you know, their fears kind of get the best of them. And I'm, I, I have anxiety too at times, but I tend to know why I have anxieties, but I've learned some tricks to try to keep myself out of that, get myself out of them fast because I don't want my anxiety to go through the roof. So some things that I've learned is, you know, biting into a lemon or biting into an onion 
or, you know, finding objects and grounding myself. So for example, depending, I can do this anywhere I'm at. If I'm having an anxiety attack somewhere, I can just do it. But, um, so for example, if I'm having an anxiety attack, uh, on a bus or something, I'll look for, you know, I'll look for maybe like a red sweater and is it cable knit? What kind of red sweater is it? Does it got buttons? Does it have, you know, loops in it? Does, is there a pattern on it? And then I'll look for, look at the advertising signs. You know, is there any advertisements for whatever, you know, I pick apart whatever it is I'm looking at and it helps me get out of that anxiety moment. The purpose of, let's say, an onion or a lemon or an orange, something that's very powerful, is the taste of it. I mean, no one likes the taste of an onion. I love onions. But that taste is so powerful and so strong in your mouth that it almost, like, shuts down immediately that, you know, your anxiety moment that you're having. And your taste buds kind of take over. And so you're redirecting your brain or you're redirecting your thoughts to how shitty that onion tastes and how strong it is and how it's burning your mouth and how you need a glass of water now and anything else that you need to do. Brush your teeth afterwards because you don't want to smell like onion breath. But it's the same with lemon, you know. Lemon can be so bitter and so, you know, and I've I've seen that off of, uh, uh, it would have been TikTok that I was on gentleman was talking about a lemon. So anything that's got a really powerful taste to it, pretty much. Onions work really well with me. I haven't had an anxiety attack in a long time, but her and I were talking about anxiety. And and so I, I kind of gave her the, you know, gave her the tips of the onions or the orange or the, the lemon. So I'm hoping that she uses it and that, that it works as well as the grounding techniques, right? You want to keep yourself grounded because you don't want those overpowering anxiety thoughts to take over or, you know, make you think like something bad's going to happen and or whatever it is that you go through. And I've had my moments where sometimes, you know, before I learn how to ground myself or to redirect my brain, you know, I've had some powerful moments that have, you know, my anxiety has overtaken me and I don't ever want to be in those positions again because it can be quite scary for people. But just know that you're you're going to be safe. And that's where spiritual side of it comes in. You know, um, I've noticed the past few days, uh, because I'm on new medication, um, they've upped my dosage. And, but the past few days, I've been having some really teary, teary moments. And I kind of notice a pattern. So I'm going to be talking to my doctor about the possible dosage. Like maybe it's just too much. But. I want to try something natural, a natural supplement, because basically what my condition um, is, is it's two, it's a chemical imbalance and there's two things that are, are missing, my serotonin levels and my melatonin levels. So basically it's disrupted my sleep and we need to reset that. So I'd like to try like a natural supplement for serotonin and a natural supplement for melatonin and see if it works better that way cuz I don't I'm not I'm not a big fan of pharmaceuticals. I'll be point blank. I think pharmaceuticals were there to basically disguise our spiritual journey. And I'll get more into that one day what my opinion on that is. Because all of a sudden now they're coming up with these new 
these new fucking diagnoses. Oh, you're doing this and this and this. Oh, that's what this is, you know, and it's a new fucking prognosis that they just come up with or a new disorder that they've just recently discovered. No bullshit. I think people are going through a spiritual journey and they're, they're oftentimes misinterpreted and that spiritual journey gets suppressed because they want to put you on a pharmaceutical drug right away. I've never been a big fan of pharmaceutical drugs. So this is why I'm going to really push for me to try to go on a natural supplement because being on a spiritual journey, I don't want it to affect or, you know, disengage my, my spirituality. And so I'm, I'm really, you know, a staunch advocator of spiritual journeys without pharmaceuticals. And, you know, everything has its place. Like uh, CBD has really helped me. You know, and I don't really smoke THC because that's part of, that was part of the agreement being on this pharmaceutical drug that they put me on. So I'm, I'm giving them, I'm giving my doctors the benefit of the doubt and just trying to see what's working. And so far this medication, I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. But like I said, we'll leave that for another podcast because there's so much I could talk about about that but um yeah so there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that has been happening you know um back onto the spiritual journey and, and the red road there's 12 ex ethics of the red road um that i try to follow too you know and that's honoring the great spirit in everything Everything that I do, I appreciate, you know, I'm often praying and thanking the water for allowing me to drink it. I'm, you know, and, and that's the thing with water, it being alive. When the water don't want you, it spits you out, right? So for example, if you're, if you're boating or whatever, uh, some people, some people of course have accidents, but some people make it, some people don't. And I, I'm a firm believer when the water, it's not your time to go, the water will spit you out to safety. When it's your time to go, it's your time to go. The other thing I do is uh, honor Mother Earth. I always honor Mother Earth, no matter what. I thank her for everything, because without her, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be here, right? She gives us food, she gives us water, and she gives us clothing. She gives us medicines, you know, she's, she should be our pharmacy. She should be our pharmaceutical, you know, just simply because we have the medicines, they're out there. And they're, you know, for everything that we have, there's a cure for it that Mother, Mother Earth provides. And, you know, the pharmaceutical side of it, they're not really, you know, it, it kind of is an oxy, or not an oxymoron, but... The, using pharmaceutical drugs is defeating the purpose of, of honoring mother earth and using the medicines that she provides. The other thing that I do is, um, you know, how I conduct myself with people, you know, I, I respect people, you know, and, and a lot of times, like I said, I'm doing my prayers in my head. A lot of times people don't even know that I'm praying because a, I won't tell them and b. It's my private prayers that I talk to God with. 
but I always respect them. I always honor them in my head, and I always am thankful for whatever it is that they have to teach me, whether it be a brief moment in a grocery store of someone just smiling and waving hi. I might have needed it that day, so you know, I, I, I will thank them in my head. The other thing, too, is you know, getting rid of the fear, getting asking God to take that, that fear out of, out of your life. You know, I ask God all the time to surround me with his love, his protecting love. And it works every time. My fears used to get the best of me and they don't anymore. If I don't understand something, sometimes I can be quite mouthy. Like, for example, I don't like revving trucks. I think that revving trucks is just too much of it. But hey, that's just me. I'm getting old. (laughs) So... I just pray for that person all the time. Please understand that there's, you know, neighbors around you. You don't need to speed your truck up so that it revs that loud or that high. Because sometimes they can be quite loud. But I always pray for that person. You know, sometimes I I get so much on my rant about it that I do end up apologizing, you know, to God and ask him to forgive me because I might have gone on a tangent about someone and their vehicle. Um, the other thing is respect, and that goes back to, um, you know, how I conduct myself with people. I always respect people no matter what, no matter who, no matter what the situation is. I still respect them. Um, and speaking the truth is huge. Remembering always to speak the truth. If you can't speak the truth, then, you know, that shows the kind of person that you are. No matter what the situation is, you know, truth has got to be of the utmost importance because that's your character. If you can't speak the truth, then to me, it's like, you know, and I'll still pray for that person, but it shows a side of shadiness that I don't want to be around or that I don't want to be part of. Um, and the next is huge for me, and that's, you know, what I've always said that the seventh generation fire, the seventh fire has been lit. We're on a path. We're going to be presented with two roads and one's going to be materialism and the other one's going to be spiritualism. Everyone has their own free will, but I highly, highly, highly recommend the spiritual path. You don't want the material path. Look at the problems it's caused with the garbage in our oceans, on our earth, you know, we're, we're losing mother, kind of, and we're really defacing her a lot. So we really need to pick that spiritual path because you can't drink money. You can't eat money, you know. And so that's why it's important that you, you, you pick the spiritual path and you reject materialism. Another thing is wisdom. Wisdom, everyone can teach me. I, I try to look at everyone as a library book. What can I learn from this li- library book, you know? And that's where it kind of comes along with um, speaking the truth. I want to learn wisdom from someone. I don't want to hear their lies. So I always, oftentimes, I, I won't judge them, but I will sit and I will you know, kind of break down what I've learned from that person, the wisdom that they've offered me. And I'm very grateful and thankful for that too as well. So I thank them in my prayers. The other thing is practicing forgiveness. And that seems to be, uh, that's practicing forgiveness is a hard one sometimes, can be a hard one. 
that doesn't mean that, you know, you need to see that person again. doesn't mean that if you don't ask for forgiveness, it's never going to happen. It just means that forgiveness, you know, you ask for forgiveness, you give forgiveness, and then you move on, right? If that person, if it still continues the same behavior, you're still going to forgive them no matter what. How you react, and, you know, if you react in a negative way, of course you're going to ask for forgiveness, but you talk to God, you ask that person, and you don't dwell in it if it's a bad thing. The other thing, too, is being optimistic. I'm trying very hard to be optimistic about everything, and I see the love in everything and the purpose. Sometimes the negative energy can be around. But I try to remain optimistic that, yes, people are are starting to see what we're doing to Mother Earth, or people are starting to see that I don't like gossip, or people, you know, that that person's going to know for next time. Please don't talk about that person in a negative light. You know, those sort of things. They're, they're going to start to see that, oh, you know, Chick, Chick doesn't gossip anymore, so I can't, I can't run this person down to her anymore, or, you know, that sort of thing. I stay away from gossip. I can't fucking stand it. Um... Sometimes it doesn't always work because I don't want to change. I can't change people. I can only change myself or my perceptions. I can change my reactions, right? But the last one I want to talk about that I, I briefly touched on earlier was taking only what you need. We, we, only, we only should be taking what we need. You want to leave the rest because there's more than just us on this, you know, that are going to need it. So, and that's where the sage comes in. I encountered a friend of mine a few years ago. I was teaching him how to cut sage and stuff. And I seen that he could be a greedy person. And, you know, he was following what he should have been doing, drying it out and everything like that. But he was getting, uh, he's getting it in his head that he should be selling it. And that's one thing I don't believe in. I don't believe he should be selling sage. And I was trying to get him out of that habit of thinking he could make money off it. Because you can't, you shouldn't be making money off something that gives you a spiritual need. You know, and that's why sage is so uh, sacred. But um, that's not for me to sell. I will never sell sage. That's my own personal preference. Doesn't mean I'm going to run someone down if they decide to sell it. But I'll make it the points, I'll make the points aware to them why they shouldn't sell it. And why it's, you know, should be frowned upon. So, you know, those are just some of the, the ethics of the Red Road that I'm trying to follow. And I, I highly recommend if anyone wants to follow the Red Road that they should. It's a beautiful journey. A beautiful, beautiful journey. You know, accepting accepting our lives is is one of the hardest things. Sometimes it can be hard to accept things for the way they are, but you have to accept it and move on. You know, otherwise it has a negative effect on you. And that's why I try to show lots of love. That's why I try to be optimistic. I'm always happy. I'm always, you know, trying to be in that upbeat moment. I'm always acting goofy or trying to make people laugh because it's important. Laughter is the most strongest, one of the most strongest medicines you can give someone. And why wouldn't you? You know, aside from the love that you can give someone, laughter is, is definitely one of the best medicines. And so that's what I try to do. I try to keep things upbeat. You know, I try to make the other people laugh, no matter how, you know, shitty the situation can be, or maybe it's a good situation. But, you know, making someone laugh, it makes me feel good knowing that I made that person laugh. And that's good medicine, too. 
when you realize that you made someone laugh, they might have had a shitty day, but you made them laugh. And that's where you, you know, you get that good feeling, that good love feeling in your chest that you just want to spread to everyone, you know, because everyone's going through their own problems. Sometimes I, you know, like I said, I go through my problems, I go through my negativity. I try to stay away from it. I try to get myself out of it. You know, and I'm not perfect, man. I'm human, just like everyone else is. But it's how we spiritually deal with things. And that's what I do, is I always look at the spiritual side of things. And I know I've been ridiculed before about it, but I don't care, man. It's never done me wrong. It's never been wrong for me to make someone laugh. It's never been wrong for me to see things in a spiritual sense. Because I'm feeding my spirit. Like I said, you know, I'm a student just as much as the next person. I'm a student all the time when I'm talking to people. I'm that student, and I'm proud to be that student because I know that, you know, it gives me the ability to be open and to learn new things. Sometimes learning new things is sharing. And knowing that I was able to make someone laugh is one of the best medicines I could, you know, I could give because I get, you get a good feeling from it, you know. So as long as you're helping other people and stuff. I see I only have a few more minutes on the podcast, so I hope everyone, you know, I, I, I love the whole podcast idea because like I said before, man, I don't got to throw makeup on, I don't got to do my hair, I don't have to, you know, get all dressed and gussied up for it. I'm in my pajamas in my house. My eyes are closed because I'm having a bad eye day, but that's okay. And I got my ankle weights on, so, you know, I've got my coffee and my hair's just thrown in a messy ponytail. I'm pretty sure I look like a haggard old woman, but that's all right. You guys can't see it because it's a podcast. <laughs> so I I hope everyone has a blessed day. I hope everyone, you know, starts to see things on a spiritual matter. And, you know, we really need to keep in mind that we've only got one Earth you can't just climb into a fucking rocket ship and fly to another planet and then start setting up shop there. It's just not, it doesn't happen that way. We have to look and we have to respect Mother Earth. She's given us the signs that she's had enough. And there's people out there right now that are fighting for their life because of Mother Earth, because they're trying to protect her. They're trying to protect the water. I send many prayers and blessings out to those people and I hope that God surrounds them with his, you know, protective lair. Because we're living in a world now where uh, people are getting chastised or people are getting frowned upon because they want to they wanna protect the earth. So to those ones protecting the earth, stay strong, man. God has your back, and so does Mother. And yeah, so I'm going to wrap up this session, and hopefully I can get another podcast done within a few days, you know. Much love and peace to everyone, and I hope everyone's having a great day. And thanks so much for listening. Ciao.